with time it's all going to get easier and things are going to calm down. But in this season, we business owners, we need to be on the top of our game because we're in recovery, we are in survival, and we are positioned for success. But that season of scrambling to get to that place of success, it is a lot. (laughs) Welcome back to Coffee Break with Miss Debbie and life in the studio and other funny things that happen to me. Sometimes I call them funny things that are not so funny. I wish that I could just bring you into the classroom with me some mornings and even get inside my brain so that you could look at life through the eyes that I look through. I see things, I hear things, and my mind doesn't always comprehend things in reality because that's unfortunately one of the downsides of being an artist. Our little imaginations just start adding to things. But on any given morning, I have to ask myself, are dance teachers literally super women or are they just demented and crazy? Like what we try to juggle, what we try to pull off, it's really phenomenal. So on a good day, I'll think to myself, wow, this is remarkable. I can't believe we pulled this off or me personally as a single-handed woman. And then there's other days I wonder if I'm a little bit unhinged. And I have had people that worked for me over the past 25 years that they were just so fun to be around and yet a little bit living on the edge there, just a lot of chaos going on that probably could have been avoided if we would just reel it in a tiny bit. So yesterday morning was one of those days that I wondered if I'm a phenomenal person or a crazy person. So it was the 2nd of February. In the dance world, we have fun calling it Tutu Day, the second day of the second month. Now this year, it's going to get really fun. On Tuesday, February the 22nd, in the year 2022, there's going to be a lot of tutus going on. But anyway, we did a precursor this month on the second. My first class begins with a group of three and four-year-olds, kind of like the threes and early fours. So the two and three-year-olds take class and the moms are all involved with them. Some moms are great and they're helping the party move ahead and they're very involved. Other moms will literally stand to the side and text on their phones while class is going on. That would be another thing for a whole nother podcast, but um, that is not my favorite thing. If I've got a mom in class with me, I figured, why is she not participating? This is not a free daycare. But I digress. We're talking about the next level up, which is the three years old and early fours. They are at a half an hour class independently without mom. Do you think that I that's real? Of course not. Mom is looking in the window with her phone. Now, now they're using their phones again because they're videoing class. But at any given time, I'm being videoed from more than one angle because we have different windows in the studio. And of course, they're watching on the TV screens too. We're on camera. Welcome to the show. It's Miss Debbie and the three-year-olds. So I started class. Things are going well. I take attendance. There were uh, two brand new children that have never taken class before and another one that came to visit from another day. So she's not used to being in that class. Anytime the variables are changing, Um, It just can make it a less structured class than normal. And that is okay. Uh, Once again, dance teachers are like super women, miracle workers. We can juggle a lot. However, 
on this tutu day, I had already announced to the parents that halfway through class, I was going to be bringing out the skirts and I want to do a little photo shoot with the girls. So that's going to be really fun. Do you think one of the moms might have stepped into the studio and made herself useful? Of course not. It's much more fun to stand in the lobby and just video from where you're standing, as Miss Debbie puts on the show. So I honestly don't uh, have an exact number in my mind, and I don't care to go take attendance right now because I'm a little bit wound up. But I'm going to say there was about 12 of them. I have the box of tutus spread out everywhere. I told the children, they're not all the same, and that's purposeful. I want to have a lot of different tutus that we can all put on, and they're not going to fit perfectly because you haven't been sized for these. It's just something fun. Grab any tutu and put it on. So we do. It's going very well. I now have all the kids in tutus, and I'd like to put them into a little line so they can set them up for a photo, and then we can have the moms come in and we'll take photos. But then there's a little bit of disruption, and I see a large puddle of liquid. But there's no child standing there. It's just a place marker with a lot of liquid all around it. In preschool dance world, we all know what that means. It's pee. But the fact that there's no child actually standing there, I now have to identify which child peed. And they're all moving around because they're excited in their skirts. I literally have to tell everybody to freeze and I have to lift up every tutu looking for the one that's actually wet. Well, why didn't she pee and at least stand still and say, Miss Debbie, I peed? We, We don't know because they're three. Well, it was the child who actually had chosen a tutu that was floor length. So when she walked, the floor length skirt has, you know, the pee came along with her. So I walk her to the door to find her mom. You know what this happens now? It creates a uh, river of pee from the place that it originally happened all the way to the door. Um, Moms are all gathered. They're all a flutter. Are they helping? Of course not. They're too busy taking photos of their own personal children in tutus. Now, the idea of a child peeing in class, that's not new to me. It it happens periodically. I've got the mop. I've got the bleach water. I've got the sanitation. Don't know that I've ever had it happen on tutu day, but fine. Roll with it. In the past, I have had bags of tights and leotards, extra clothes for the children to change into if this is to occur. Um, There were some donations that had come in in the last couple months since we've reopened post-COVID. But there's one dance mom who isn't a part of this particular class we're talking about, and she just got some weird boundaries. I think I could do many, many podcasts on people with weird boundaries. But anyway, a couple months ago, I came out and this woman had pulled out the box of my donation clothing. She had it spread out all over the lobby floor, and she was sorting out which ones she was going to take home for her own children. Uh, It was a little weird. Nobody invited her to do that. That box is actually not labeled like, oh, free clothes for people. It's just some extra things I have in the case of emergency. Well, I was a little distraught on the day that that happened. So I decided to put those clothes away in a back closet so that it wouldn't happen again. Now when my emergency shows up, I've got kids in tutus running everywhere, mom's not helping, taking photos of their own kid, pee literally being swiped across the floor by a floor-length dance skirt that someone has on. I'm trying to dig in the back of the closet looking for the clothes that I had to hide from another mom who has boundaries issues, who steals clothes, and I can't find a thing to help out this poor mom of the three-year-old. 
I literally just take a bag, kind of toss it to her. I said, if you can find anything in here, fine. I got to get back to class. And I go back to the original studio. By the time I return, I am not joking with you. I have moms all over the studio now spread out doing little personal photo shoots with their own children. And there's that puddle of pee still there. It's not like I asked anybody to clean up the pee, but in my mind as a 50 year old, a 58 year old woman, it would be common sense. If I had a child in the class, I wouldn't be taking her photo. I would have said, Miss Debbie, anything I can help you with? Shall I find the mop? I would have cleaned up the pee. But I think times have changed. If you're a millennial and you're listening to this podcast right now, please don't be offended. But please call me and explain to me what you might have been thinking in that situation. Were you really more concerned with your Instagram in that moment? I'm kind of thinking, yes. Oh, Lord, help us. It's almost time for class to be over because it's only a half an hour class. So I quickly, all the moms have snapped their photos. I personally never even got a picture of the whole thing. And I said, hey, if one of you could send me a photo, I would really appreciate it. And lovely, one of the ladies did. I got a really cute picture sent to my email later that day. So that was really sweet of her. And I just had to usher everybody out around the puddle of pee, close the door, go get the mop, mop up the pee, spray the Lysol, find a place to put all the soiled uh, items. The long tutu actually was handed back to me. So I just threw it into the garbage can. At this point, I don't know what to do. Remember, I still have a bit of PTSD from living through the season of COVID. So dealing with the season of P coupled with COVID, it's a lot for me. Oh, I forgot to mention to you that I have two back-to-back preschool classes. The second group coming in is a mommy and me class. I'm not sure how to invite the next group in when I got a puddle of pee right in the middle. So, you know, it's all on camera. If you want to come to Reflection School of Dance and watch the back cameras, you're welcome to. But by the time the next class came in, the floor was wet. It was bleach water because I had just mopped. But I had to start the class over on one corner of the room (laughs) because the floors were just wet. So I went ahead and explained to them. I said, please don't be afraid. It's just bleach water. It'll dry in a few moments. But let's have class. For some of you, this doesn't sound very traumatic, but for those of you that have been teaching dance a long time or running a dance school for a long time like I have, you have these inner conversations that I definitely have. I have 25 years of people's opinions about whether I'm doing dance class correctly or not. I've got 25 years of, is somebody about to give me a one star or zero star review because of something that they saw through the window that wasn't true, but they made it up. Because it looked like Miss Debbie was in there playing with the pee. I have 25 years of people who send me emails, texts, and phone calls expressing their concerns that Miss Debbie may or may not have been doing. And I got 25 years of wackadoodle ideas. I'm going to close with this one. If you're listening to this segment and you're saying to yourself, I think we've got a crazy woman on our hands. I think Miss Debbie doesn't know how to manage her time or have proper boundaries or say no to people. And that is 100% not true. Under normal circumstances, I'm so good with managing time and having boundaries that people think I'm rude. However, this is one of the manifestations of post-COVID. 
We have a workers shortage. We have more kids than ever before that need to get their dance training and they are happy to come into my dance school. And you do what you got to do to keep business up and running. It may not be perfect. It could even be ugly, but we are doing it. And every once in a while, you might have a dance parent who's always right, which means that I am always wrong. Now, perhaps they didn't read their email or the email went into their spam folder, which is an honest mistake, but it's no problem. Mistakes certainly happen. There's just not a reason to accuse others of not doing their job when, in fact, the communication did go out. We had a class that canceled and all the class members received communication that this was the fact. But for the one dance mom who didn't read her email, she showed up. Now, what if I have scheduled several other things that need to take place during that free hour? What if I have dance moms that need their kids to be fitted for shoes, tights, and leotards? Or someone is even coming from two years ago, pre-COVID, to pick up their costumes that they neglected to get when the pandemic first hit. Miraculously, I still have the costumes, but they are up in storage. And I needed to accommodate time for myself to get them out. But because the surprise dance mom showed up and dropped off her kids, my time was filled. The mom who brought her children unexpectedly for a class that was canceled said, well, my kids are going to need to be supervised because I'm going elsewhere. She dropped them off and left. So I must not be the worst person in the world because I spontaneously put together a class just for those kids. While I'm supervising them, the gals that were previously scheduled to come for appointments did indeed come. I need to crawl up into storage on the ladder to get the old costumes out after two years. The storage happens to be in a classroom where an excited ballet one class is in session. You can imagine that's not distracting. You've got children crying out, teacher, teacher, look at Miss Debbie. She's up on a ladder. She's up high. I'm teetering at the top of this ladder. Finally, I just take the box and literally throw it down. I'm very aware that it's either going to be me with the box or the box, but something's going to fall. This invokes screaming, and I have to say, girls, it is okay. I dropped it on purpose. They're just costumes. But my goodness, it is a Friday night. I'm going to be teaching until nine that night. I'll be back at the studio the very next morning, first thing. And it's not that I don't know how to manage my energy or manage my time, because I actually think I'm pretty good at that. But we are in crisis. It's post-pandemic, and way too many kids need to be in their activities. And way too many people just don't want to go to work. I had a person email us this week. She is pulling her child out of dance class after I think the child's only come to two or three classes. Her daughter doesn't want to return to class. Oh, yeah, she's three years old, remember, because the teacher asked her to, quote, spread her legs. Are you kidding me? First of all, it seems a little creepy to me that you're a mom of a three-year-old and somehow that child knows to be concerned with that phrase. But second of all, never in my life have I used that phrase in a dance class. What she was talking about was the children have to sit and straddle because we're gently, slowly opening up the hip sockets so that eventually when they're older, they can do the splits. Uh, Splits in second or straddle is sitting forward. 
We do an exercise where they sit and straddle and we push a yoga ball around the room, passing it to each other. It teaches sharing and we play the music hot potato and it teaches them to go quickly because you're pushing this hot potato around the room and it gives them a way to stretch the legs sitting in second position and not saying, ow, ow, it hurts or something like that. They actually love it because we're playing hot potato. But somehow a person had a way to take an innocent, sweet little game like that and turn it into something negative. So this morning when I was teaching my three and four-year-olds, I chose to not do the game hot potato because somehow a person had turned it into a negative thing. And I had three children out in the lobby crying after class because they didn't get to play hot potato. Is this a win-win or a (laughs) lose-lose? Hang in there, friends. I promise it is going to get better. If you're listening to this segment and you're saying to yourself, I think we've got a crazy woman on our hands. I think Miss Debbie doesn't know how to manage her time or have proper boundaries or say no to people. And that is 100% not true. I'm actually very good with saying no to people. And under normal circumstances, um, I'm so good with managing time and having boundaries that people think I'm rude. However, this is one of the manifestations of post-COVID. We have a workers shortage. We have more kids than ever before that need to get their dance training and they are happy to come into my dance school. And you do what you gotta do to keep business up and running. It may not be perfect, could even be ugly, but we are doing it. It's tricky, but we can do it. We have to. We're business owners, we're leaders, and we're successful.